So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode four of So There. This is Tom Karamitis. And I'm Gary Doyle, and as our loyal listeners know, this is a podcast about uh, about sometimes about marketing, sometimes about inexplicable human behavior. Uh, but today, it's it's about something that's particularly important to us, and that's why this is a very special edition of So There. This is a milestone. So there, episode number four will be recorded in the annals of podcasting as one of the most. Uh, one of the most well-known podcasts uh, ever recorded. Um, and by the way, I, I, I should mention this now, and I'll mention it again at the end because I know I'll forget. Uh, if you want to uh, let us know what you think of the Meat Boat episode you're about to hear, this very special, special podcast, you can write us at, uh, at so there at yahoo.com. All right? Is that so there with an exclamation point? No, it's S-O-T-H-E-R-E at yahoo.com. The exclamation point would have baffled Google's algorithms. So uh, a long time ago, Gary Doyle and I were on a shoot, and uh, like, like lots of commercial shoots, we were kind of bored out of our minds. And um, so we did what, what most people do who are, who are bored, and we started to compose music even though neither one of us really is a musician in any way. We also played Desert Naval Trunk Ball, but that's, that's, a, that's for another episode. Yes, yes. Uh, so Gary and I started to compose um, a song, and uh, it was a fairly simple, yet you'll find later, intriguing melody. Um, and then uh, we composed uh, the, the melody, and then we came up with uh, fairly simple lyrics that, that, that went along with it. And... Um, uh, a friend of ours who also designed the, the So There logo, Jim Furr, heard it once and then named it Meat Boat. Should we explain to our listeners what a Meat Boat is? If you go to Urban Dictionary and enter Meat Boat in the, uh, in the search window, it will tell you, but I'll save you the trouble. A Meat Boat is, uh, to put it delicately, a slang term for a, uh, a big long poop. Fecal matter, if you will. Uh... So yes, yeah, so we, we had this song and we, we used to play it on any portable keyboard we could find. And um, we found that once we got back to Chicago, we wanted to immortalize this moment. Uh, uh, so we found while we were editing at an editorial house in Chicago called Cutters with a good friend and editor, Chris Clays, he had a little Casio keyboard in his, in his room that would allow you to record about 30 seconds of whatever you played and it would play it back for you. So uh, we, uh, I, I recorded it, if I believe, and uh, it stayed in the back of Chris's room for years, buried on a little chip. So Gary and I thought, you know, 15 years later, it was high time to bring this gem out of the vault and expose it to perhaps some current music experts, you know, music legends, uh, if you will, and get their take on what we thought was a piece of musical genius. So, um, should we uh, should we play it for our audience first, and then we'll introduce Chris? Yes. At this moment in time, I give you Meat Boat. 
I know you're all speechless right now. It's a little bit. It's a little bit when you first saw Jimi Hendrix play Monterey. All all the guitarists showed up and they're like, "Well, hell, I'd better I'd better learn to play pan flute." I, you know, this is another league. So I know you're. I know you're all kind of uh, shell shocked right now, but hopefully our guest musicologist will not be shell shocked. Um, Chris Plansker, I'd like to introduce you to Chris Plansker. Say hi, Chris. Hello, hi everybody out there in internet land. That's Chris Plansker. Uh, by way of introduction, Chris is a uh, accomplished musician, producer, composer, and performer who hails from Detroit Rock City, Michigan. Uh, Chris is open for the likes of uh, Bob Seger, Joan Jett, Brian Adams, Lady Antebellum. Uh, Chris has recorded and arranged music for Motown's fabled Funk Brothers, who, if you're not familiar with them, are one of the most successful groups of session musicians in history, having played on such songs <laughs> as My Girl, Heard It Through the Grapevine, Let's Get It On, Signed, Sealed, Delivered, I'm Yours, and one of Gary Doyle's favorite songs of all time, Band of Gold, among many others. Chris has composed and recorded music for advertising giants, including Disney, Royal Dutch Airlines, and Edward Jones. He has played the legendary venue Stone Pony in Asbury Park, New Jersey, which is Bruce Springsteen's old stomping ground, and the bottom line in New York City. Chris holds a degree in musical composition from the University of North Texas. Chris, welcome to So There. Hey, thanks for having me. We're honored, Chris, uh, to have you here. Um, we had a very, very special assignment for Chris. Um, did, we, yeah. yeah, we sent Chris to our So There cabin in the woods of northern Minnesota. Now, this cabin has only three things inside, all right? It has a coffee urn, a piano, and a recording of Meat Boat, all right? That's true. Your assignment over the weekend was to, to listen to Meat Boat and come back to us with, uh, with an academic, well-thought-out analysis of Meat Boat. Yeah, and let me first off saying thanks for the free trip because uh, northern Minnesota is amazing this time of year so many lakes um meat boat was a challenge because there are so many aspects to it uh, that i had to wrap my head around first that drum beat that comes in out of nowhere it's just amazing um the sound the sonics of the boom and the kick and the snare really uh really inspired me to you know, kind of go to the piano to try out an arrangement of it. Um, but before I talk about how I approach the piano uh, arrangement, I just want to say uh, the bass line and the melody were—they were so in sync. I wasn't sure which was which. Um, but I'll tell you what—it it all really worked out. And there's quite a melody in there. Chris, uh, would you say, um, speaking of the bass line, yeah. would, would you say that? You've probably heard the bass line from the Spinal Tap song, Big Bottom. Oh, sure. Legendary. Uh, yeah. How would you say this compares to the bass line in Big Bottom? Oh, it definitely compares. Um, I think it's uh, it's pretty 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 close in terms of the uh, emotional content within the bass. We're dealing with a uh, very simple diatonic uh, part that just really kind of brings you in, pulls you right in. I love diatonic. I always pick up three bottles at the Jewel for $1.99. You're here all week, right? <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waitresses. Yeah. Try the veal. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, anyway, um, I really enjoyed uh, working on it. Uh, Chris, a, m a number of people have, have commented to me over something that they thought was a mistake, but I'm sure your, your, your deep musical knowledge, you can straighten them out and say it was a mistake. Um, how we completely go off the rhythm before that drum fill, it seems like we lost a couple of... I think, well, I, I interpreted that as an odd meter um, that kind of brought us in so in other words, if everything's in four and then you throw in something, almost like a, uh, there's a term we use in composition called a metric modulation, whereas you have everything steady and then we're just kind of like turning on a dime, but everything's still like maintaining the groove. And that's really all that was. It's so you're adding, your quarter notes are now becoming like dotted 16th notes and they go into a pattern that then re, re, returns to the quarter note. Well, and that I thank you for saying that because yeah. to me, it was also a case of if you can't fix it, feature it. The little yeah. Casio keyboard would not allow overdubs. Okay. So it's nice to hear you say not only was did not sound like a mistake. I it was thought it was intentional. Dare I suggest genius? Yes, you should. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, <laughs> Chris, you've. Um, as you heard from the track, it was recorded at, at a large venue, I believe it was Madison Square Garden, is yeah, that think, right? I think so. Oh, the, okay. old, the, old, the old Madison Square Garden. Yeah, nothing yeah. like playing the garden. Right, nothing like it. And uh, you've, you've obviously played some enormous venues with some of these uh, musical superstars that we've, Huge that, venues, we've, yeah. that we've talked about. How would you compare the crowd response oh, to Meat Boat to uh, what you've heard with people like Lady Antebellum? Oh, sure. And that was an outdoor venue so it's kind of hard to compare the acoustics of it but i would say these guys were fired up clearly where you were um but that was a time you said that was written how many years ago good point yeah. uh i think it was written my guess would be in the mid 90s crowds were a lot bigger and more enthusiastic back and more primitive and on, and on yeah. more drugs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes and it's amazing. I, 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 I wonder what the crowd response would have been if this version of Meat Boat contained the lyrics to Meat Boat, which, which, uh, which I'd like to share with you. They go like this. Your Meat Boat, our Meat Boat, tonight. Our boat tonight. <laughs> and it repeats. Over and over, <laughs> and it repeats. Sorry, I I broke as they said, and as they say on Saturday Night Live, I broke. But yeah, it happens. Our meat boat, your meat boat tonight. Our boat tonight. And I think that line, "Our boat tonight," really kind of sums up the story a little bit. You know, there is a boat. It's made of meat, and it belongs to both of us. Tonight, I have. Excuse me for a sec. I I kind of have trouble talking about it because there's a lot of raw motion in those lyrics for me. Um, and speaking of, of raw motion, Chris, uh, I sense that the, the sight of a dusty old Bosendorfer mm -hmm. in the corner of the cabin yes. perhaps inspired you? It did. Uh, and that, I got to tell you, thank you for tuning the piano. A lot of times I get these assignments and the piano is so out of tune and just there's nowhere to start. It was either bring in a piano tuner or get a, a new coffee maker, yeah. so we went with well, the tuner. I, and I appreciate that. So Chris, you... Uh, you 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 tried your own interpretation of Meat Boat. Tell us about the kind of things went through your mind. Sure. How, what kind of musicality did you apply to it? What kind of key is it in? Well, uh, I believe we. I say we. I speak of my internal me and my external my fingers. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it was done in the key of C, uh, which is always a good key to. Uh, 
compose music in because there aren't as many obstacles. What I mean by that are the black keys. They tend to get in the way. So I kept it pretty much in the uh, same vein as what the Casio might try to... I tried to pretend that I was playing a giant Casio, you know. Um, the key of C is also a very nautical C, C, if I recall. It is. It is very nautical. Um, I think a lot of, lot of great music was written in C, so... Um, How long did it take you to compose this in your cabin? Well... Not very long. What happened was I listened to the piece a few times, and then I just kind of sat down, and uh, it just kind of it translated so well to the piano. So it took very little time. I would say maybe two tries uh, playing it through. The biggest challenge was to try to mimic, and when you when you do play your listeners the piece. Listen for the freighter sound in the beginning, because that was probably a big challenge. You know, how do we create that on a piano? Because obviously, uh, the freighter's got its own kind of sound. Admit it, Chris, you composed this in 10 minutes on the toilet. Yeah. Let's be honest. I, I think I think you spent about the same amount of time composing this that John Bon Jovi did writing Wanted, Dead, or Alive. I didn't realize they added a toilet to the cabin. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we're, we're in, the, in the in the outhouse, I mean, all right. the outhouse. Um, yeah. Well, uh, wh- what do you think? Should we uh, should we play Chris's uh, interp interpretation of Meat Boat? Should we do it now? Do you think we're ready for it? I don't know if I am. I don't know if America is, but but I think we should. Uh, Chris, what did you uh, and what did you call this interp? If I. Uh, Reflections of meat. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Well, without any uh, further ado, thanks to Chris Plansker, I give you Reflections of Meat. I sense that you're all laying on the ground right now like you've just been sprayed with poison gas. Wow. Wow. I mean, uh, my brain's going in a million different directions right now. I mean, Chris, I'll, I, I, I'm i kind of thinking the next step might be a, a, a piano concerto, sure. um, something yeah. on a bigger, grander level. A solo show with the London Philharmonic? Yeah, well, that could be arranged um, with the right people. So, Chris, thank you. Hey. Thank yeah. you from... Uh, Tom Karamidas and Gary Doyle, and then thank you from the staff of So There, and uh, and thank you on behalf of our 
uh, 3.2 million listeners. And thank you for, for locking the So There cabin before you left. Oh, of course. Appreciate yeah, that. I left the uh, key under the map. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Protocol. But I appreciate you having me, and it was a pleasure. And, Chris, it was a pleasure having you. It was a pleasure uh, finally um, legitimizing what Gary and I always knew to be perhaps one of the greatest pieces of music ever written. Dare I suggest that? Yeah. So, so there. there.